and welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time. And that band, you may have guessed by now, we've done 101 fucking episodes about them, is Chumba Wumba. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we are taking a look at the song, She's Got All the Friends That Money Can Buy, which is track... 13? I think that's wrong. I think it's 14. Who cares? It's one of the tracks on Chumbawamba's. It's track 14. That's 13 plus 1. I didn't change it in the show notes, so I guess I'm fired now. Yeah. Call up your your replacement. Is (laughs) it Jenna? Hakeem? Hakeem? You're in. I can't remember who's is who's. Is Hakeem me and Jenna you? I think so. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Who cares? Yeah. Um... (laughs) But you know what? Regardless of which track it is, I do know it's the ninth studio album. What you see is what you get, or otherwise known as Wussy Wig. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this was the first single on the album. Yeah. Um, and I believe one of only two official singles, if I remember correctly. I believe the old, the other one was Pass It Along. Uh, I forget. I don't Let's know. find out. I feel like was it an is enough is enough as on this record? No, no, enough is enough is a anarchy. That's like three records ago. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia says is the next single. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, I feel like that's it oh, wait, sounded wait. right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The next single is called "Enough Is Enough." Kick it over. Yeah, which seems like it's a completely different thing. Interesting. But there's no Wikipedia page for it. God fucking damn it, dude. It's like every week I learn of a new Chumbawamba song or release or single. It's like, what the fuck is enough is enough? Kick it over. Like, what the hell? We're going to have to look into that. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this song appears to be the only only, uh, official single from uh, What You See Is What You Get. Um which kind of makes sense. It makes sense that EMI would be like sick of Chumbawamba by this point, like after three years of having them on the label and being like, no, we absolutely like do not care about this band. We're not going to do two singles for their (laughs) shitty inaccessible, like 45 minute, 24 track album. By the way, I just want to clarify that shitty is the EMI executive's opinion, (laughs) not mine. I think this album is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, Um, part of the, part of the other reasons they only got one single is the single or the B side for yes. uh, she's got all the friends that money could buy was the infamous passenger list for doom flight uh, 1721 which for those of y'all that are not familiar or have not been paying attention to the like six other times we messaged or uh, mentioned it on this show um is pretty much just uh, a song where uh, the members of chumbawamba list famous people that they wish would die in a plane crash and it <laughs> you, got um, yeah it, it Go got ahead. them a lot of negative yeah. press for it yeah. because like Radio stations like boycotted this single over yeah. it, which is pretty it's... insane. That like, I mean, now looking back, it's like yeah, Chumbawamba was like the weird anarchist band that had like the one hit, but like this was coming off of Tub Thumper, so it'd be insane yeah. if like In Sync was like, hey, here's our hit single. <laughs> our next one is about how we wish George Bush would die, and it would be yeah. like, okay, that's pretty well, fucking ballsy of you. <laughs> I feel like by this time, I feel like by this time they had already had 
Amnesia, which was like a, a moderate hit, and then Drip, 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 which was not a hit at all. And then another like three years of like not really any like big commercial success happening. So I feel like by the time this album even came out, the writing was probably on the wall a little bit for their time with EMI. Like that would that's just me speculating, but like I feel like they really they well, really tried to push tub thumping. The 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 I'm sorry, the, the label really tried to put push tub thumper. They a, they had some success album. with Ole 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 and that That's was like true. the weird in between. So That's it is true. It is foreseeable that like you have an, another album with another good hit yeah. on it. And I mean there are good hits on this album just Oh yeah. Not just as marketable not. <laughs> when you tie them to uh to songs right. threatening to to kill politicians. I just want to read the Wikipedia summary of like the controversy surrounding this album and like uh, Yeah, I have the really... um I have the yeah. the quote about the the song pulled up here, the full one from MTV. Excellent. I don't know I'm if that's gonna... in that bio or not. It is not. So I'll start with the wiki thing, and then if okay. you want to read the MTV thing, this is just a really funny summary of like Chumbawamba's uh, position with their record label at this point. Um, what you see is what you get. Received polarizing reviews from music critics. Some music critics praised the album's catchy hooks and references to pop culture, while others criticized the album for being dull and lacking cohesion. Anybody who thinks that this album is dull is a fucking idiot. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Whether or not you like this album, that's a subjective opinion. But if you think it's boring, I, I, I don't think you like music. Like, honestly. Um, the album was met with some controversy due to the song Passenger List for Doomed Flight number uh, 1721, a B-side to She's Got All the Friends That Money can buy and bonus track on the album in which the group names off prominent public figures that they wish would disappear on an astray flight <laughs> that's a really diplomatic way of describing <laughs> yeah, it disappear like amelia Earhart. <laughs> yeah yeah in a, in a stark contrast to tub thumper the album failed to attain any notable commercial success failing to chart on any major music charts following the commercial failure of what you see is what you get chumbawamba parted ways with emi in 2001 <laughs> I just I love the fact that they were still on the label for another fucking year after this album was released. Yeah. Like <laughs> they were just like, eh, well, yeah. Um, I I think See I'll what save you can do with that chumba band. <laughs> um, I think I'll save the bulk of this interview I found in my my deep dives today. Um, for when we do the wrap up because it does okay. address uh, what you see is what you get more so than just the song. But there Hell is, yeah. hold on, let me find the. I just scrolled past it. The. Uh, so this is about passenger list for Doom Flight uh, 1721. Um, I think I want to do an episode just about that at some yeah, point. I was, I was just actually going to ask you, do you want to take a little detour at the end of the album and do that song? Yeah, like we did yeah. with Ole Ole Ole. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so the, the quote here is, uh, I'm always shocked by what causes controversy, Nutter said. All you have to do is write a song that's not a love song. People pretend they're absolutely stopped dead by a song that waves bye-bye to Bono. It's just pop music. <laughs> just because we got him on a plane that crashes doesn't mean he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love this era of Chumbawamba where they were receiving so much mainstream media. Yeah, um, and they would just like constantly say the and, most insane yeah. shit, which I respect fully. Like. And it was usually Alice, too. She yeah. was usually the one who was, like, really stoking the fire, which I really yeah. love. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Alice. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so, anyway, that's that's all for another episode. We can dive deeper into uh, that particular yeah. song. But, watch uh, this how about, space. Yeah, watch this space. <laughs> how about we talk a little bit about She's Got All the Friends That Money Can Buy. Yeah. And we can start off with reading some liner notes. Let's do it. 
Start me All off, right. baby. Once again, thank you, Nim, for hosting these at your uh, Chumbawamba booklets Tumblr. Uh, this is what Chumbawamba has to say about the song She's Got All the Friends That Money Can Buy. Mum and Dad are landowners, and her hair is coordinated with her teeth. Harvey Nicks is the corner shop, and in her immediate circle, there's only one person with a less-than-double-barreled surname, and that's Charles Windsor. Take two. Mom and Dad are Hollywood movers and shakers, and her bank account's co-coordinated with her social circle. Her belly button piercing is a passport to the alt-rock playboy scene, <laughs> and all the people she knows are hiding their embarrassing hippie parents' names and getting back to nature, taking a bodyguard and personal trainer along, of course. She's the old-slash-new establishment in Kitten Heels and Hello Magazine. The debutante has been reinvented as a media commentator. She's the it girl, spewing out a list of parties, openings, and celebrity friends. And every day her story, and every day her story fills the world's magazine stands. We're all being forced to stand in it. And it stinks. It <laughs> I was like capitalized. reading that as IT. Yeah, we are all forced to stand in IT, and IT does stink as the token IT professional on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, there's something really funny about this, because the first paragraph of these liner notes are very, very British. Um, like, I don't fucking know who, what Harvey Nicks is. I don't know <laughs> what uh, double-barreled surname means. Is that like, is that like a... A knock on people with hyphenated last names. <laughs> I feel like that's that's what I imagine. So. Yeah. I don't know if that's like an actual term or if that's yeah. just like a chumbawamba. Yeah, being being witty. And then Charles Windsor, like, is um. Is that the guy uh, who invented the Windsor knot? He, he's the Prince of Wales. He's okay. Charles, Prince of Wales. He's the next one in line as the eldest son of Queen Elizabeth II. So it's oh. like okay, British shit whatever and then the second paragraph here is very very late 90s early 2000s <laughs> which is funny because it's like uh calling on these like counterculture images of like the piercings and the alt rock like like uh bands and shit that were so big at this time that were being like really corporatized and really like uh sold back to people as like fake counterculture yeah i mean the counterculture became the mainstream for a bit there, which yeah, is absolutely partially why we had Chumbawamba songs on the radio, so I won't fully complain about it, but... Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that's a good segue into the lyrics, which oh. are all... I feel like this song is very, uh, what's the word for it? It's very... It's very catty. Yeah. It's very biting, very catty. Not in a bad way, just in a way that's no. like, oof, they were really not pulling punches here. Yeah. Um, also, and, just yeah. the the single art, I'm looking at it now because I have Genius pulled back up for this is incredible. It's just uh, a, yeah, the, poodle. The, the poodle. Yeah. I love the dog theme that they went with. Me too. And this having, is, having a, a poodle compared to the, uh, the all-American golden retriever, kind of that fancy high society is very yeah. funny in a very chumbawamba way. <laughs> that's pretty funny, yeah. Um, <laughs> the only genius annotation, oh wait, there are two, hold yeah, on. I, I did see the one that just <laughs> says, she's, which has a quote for it, which they is an have, incorrect quote, which is have, why I didn't, I didn't yeah. uh, reference it. They just have, um, highlighted she, the word she, and they're yeah. saying that this song is 
about Paris Hilton. I don't know yeah. if that's correct. Um, according to a YouTube comment from someone who interviewed Boff, it is not. I mean, yeah, it okay. is in the way that a song about hating rich people is about Paris Hilton, but it's not sure. specifically targeting Paris Hilton any more sure. than it is targeting. I don't know who else was rich at the time. I don't yeah. I didn't pay attention to pop culture in the 2000s, and I don't really pay attention to it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I don't know, like, there's not really a lot to say about the lyrics that the band doesn't say themselves, like, in those liner notes, but I do think that they have some really fun lines in here that are, like, very Chumbawumbi. Um, one of my favorites is, um, well, you can buy your friends, but I'll hate you for free. That's I a think. very good one. I think that's, that's a... my favorite one, especially the hate you for free after it. Oh. Hate you for free. Yeah. <laughs> um there's also uh the the line both her faces are so easy on the eye like i don't know i really like the double meaning there of like yeah. the um of like the way that uh the way that it's like both say like two-faced but also like both faces have to be so pleasant like and and like agreeable i don't know that's pretty funny like i like a song that has lyrics that have uh have subtext not a lot of songs have subtext <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i i think the uh you can buy all your friends while i hate you for free is my favorite line on here yeah um, absolutely the other keeping in line with chumbawamba on this album uh there's like a weird intro which is a sample of someone oh god what what exactly do they say it's like yeah, turn down the lights, like get ready for an evening in with your loved one or whatever, yeah. which is... relax uh, with that someone special That's someone. it. Um, no. So uh, it is apparently a clip from a uh, channel called Sneak Preview, but Preview is spelled P-R-E-V-U-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically a channel that advertised you other pay-per-view television channels. Because, uh, yeah. in, of course, in the this world there is a channel that advertises you channels and that's yeah. like a very niche 90s technology thing so yeah for sure i appreciate the term for these uh channels yeah, the, the barker, barker channel <laughs> which is funny because of the dog thing yeah at first like when i was like looking into this i was like oh it's like a like home shopping channel yeah and the answer is no it's just a channel that advertises you other things you can't actually buy them at least not directly like it's not a tangible thing you can buy, and I was like, "Cool, we've yeah." But uh, it was like 1999, 2000, and we had already hit like peak capitalism as far yeah. as televisions. <laughs> uh. Uh, apparently, um, Rolling Stone in their review of this single also praised the lyric, "You can buy your friends, but I'll hate you for free." Yeah. And hate to be fair, that lyric goes pretty fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> I love hating people, and I'll do it for free for the most part. Yeah. Although yeah. we are available for hire. If you would like to pay either Natalie or I to hate someone for you, yeah, you know that email address. Yeah. You know our Twitter. <laughs> and if you don't know it, keep listening to the yeah, episode. Keep we'll watch, tell you at the end. Watch this space, and <laughs> you'll you'll find out sooner or later. Yeah. So let's talk about the music, which I feel yeah. like is the real the real meat and potatoes of this song. Like, not that the lyrics are bad. It's just, like, there's not a ton of, like, extra yeah. stuff to get into. Yeah, everything's um, kind of surface. It's, it's cutesy, but there's nothing mind-blowing other than the, the I'll hit you for A couple lines line. here yeah. and there, yeah. 
Um, I think this this song like makes me laugh when I listen to it because of like the yeah yeah yeah. Like it sounds like the way the way I described it here in the, in the show notes is it sounds like a fucking monkeys song with turntable scratches. <laughs> Because there are, like, some, like, turntable scratches that sneak yeah. in during that one part, and then there's the horns, but, like, the really, like, shoo-woppy-doopy, like, bullshit, yep. like, in the verses and the bridge especially, it just sounds like a, like a, <laughs> like a early 60s pop song. Like, See, I, I, I thought it. that much like the last song we covered, uh, that sounded like it was part of a musical. I think that this song sounds like it could be in a musical, but yeah. specifically Grease. Yeah, uh, like if, well, if yeah. people were like snapping their fingers and wearing leather jackets to this, it would yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel, well, feel Greece's very... music is like is like yeah, modeled just, after that just era. Yeah. worship. Yeah, it's it's really funny because it's like I don't know. It's just again them continuing to show off like their musical chops and like yeah. their knowledge of the way different genres of music work. Yep, that they were which just is like, again hey, why we, let's I... just write a doo-wop album or a doo-wop yeah. track like. Which why is again not? why I get so confused by the reviews of this album from the time that were like, this album's dull. There's nothing interesting in it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just like, like I could every, understand yeah. not liking this album because Absolutely. it is eclectic Absolutely. and insane all over the place and does make a lot of threats to politicians. <laughs> but um, to like call it boring means like you obviously weren't listening to it. Like. Yeah. You didn't give it like an actual, like close listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Teddy, your favorite element uh, in a Chumbawamba song is back uh, in Ugh. this one with that wah pedal. Um, I never realized how often Chumbawamba uses the wah pedal until I realized how much you hate them. So now every time yeah. I'm listening to Chumbawamba and I notice one, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, there it is. You can you can feel it doing psychic damage to me. <laughs> On a scale from like one to ten, how irritating is the wah in this song? Is it is it? Is this it okay? Is it passable? This one's not that bad because it feels like a parody song. No, maybe not yeah, a parody, okay. but like an homage. Like this is the kind of yeah. music that you're supposed to have like obnoxious wah pedals in. It's when yeah. there's like a song with like a hard hitting guitar part and you're like, oh fuck yeah, this slaps. And then they're like, what if we just drowned it in wah? Is when it when it really gets my goat. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Which um, I, I I think my criticism is valid and and well placed for once. Yeah. <laughs> for once. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I don't know. Just like again, I think like this song is a really good example of the way that they can like explore a specific explore a specific uh, genre in the song that is like very much like almost like a pastiche of that genre like like uh, not i don't want to say like a parody of it like you said before but like an homage slash like yeah. incorporating elements of like this one very specific genre and mixing and matching it with the other elements that are more like classically chumbawamba yep. like the, the horn the lines, Alice, the like scratching part, yeah. the scratching the horn line yeah i don't know i think it works i yeah. think this is it's i think maybe i think maybe it's a bit of an odd choice for a single but oh for sure but i mean there but there's like, maybe like two or three songs on this album that would stand out as singles like yeah like maybe pass it along yeah. <laughs> and like uh i don't know i don't know what else honestly like i think i'm not sorry i was having fun would be my choice if i was picking a single. yeah the guitar the that. guitar part in that song is fucking insane yeah that's true i love that that yeah. song so much <laughs> um yeah, I don't know, but, but like again, it, it it continues to feel to me like 
I know, I, I think I said this forever ago when we were first starting to talk about this album. Like, it almost feels like Jumbawumbo was, like, de- like knew that they were, like, on the way out. Like, their time oh, was sure. limited on this major label. So they were just kind of going to have a, have a fun time with this album. And, like, it almost feels like they intentionally tried to make the label's lives, like, as difficult as possible with marketing this thing. Like, the fucking... Aside from the fact that this album is 22 tracks, like the audacity of a band to release a 22 track album and then to have the single be the 14th track on the album. Yep, I just Which like... is like a weird <laughs> doo-wop tribute. And then yeah. the B side for it is like <laughs> a record scratch, like Bonanza where you threaten the lives of a bunch of rich people. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, well, they don't threaten them. They don't say we're going to kill these people. Yeah, well, just, they... They're just saying, I kind of hope That's all true. these people die. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they don't say they wish they died. They want them to crash. Come on. Right, right. Of course, of course. They want them to crash. <laughs> We're saying bye-bye to Bono, which is an incredible way to put it and also very British. Like, <laughs> Yeah, bye-bye to Bono. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just like, I just like to imagine what it was like being the person at EMI who was like, God damn it, these fucking, these fucking chumbas over here. Like, fine, let them do whatever they want. They only get two albums with us anyway. Yeah. Imagine, like, if you didn't know anything about Chumbawamba going into it, you'd be like, perfect. I have the easy job. I manage the British, like, pop bands. Like, this is great. I'm not, I'm not dealing with those, those rappers. I'm not dealing with Limp Bizkit. I'm good. I got, I'm assigned to Chumbawamba. And then they're yeah. like, hey, buddy, like, hope you don't mind with, <laughs> hope you don't mind these, uh, these death wishes. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. A song, an album. Good luck marketing an album with uh, tracks titled things like Moses with a gun. Yeah, or <laughs> compassionate lynching, whatever the next. By the one way, is. can you get us the rights to this Bee Gees song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it like makes me want to. Like I admire the audacity. Like I really do. It makes me yeah. want to make something as fucking wild and wacky as this is. Yeah. And it's like it's that classic Chumbawamba thing of like it's very like there's a lot of like biting like social commentary and like almost like trolliness to a lot of what they're doing here on this song and the album as a whole wrapped up in a very pristine package because they're very very good pop songwriters like there is an alternate timeline where any of the members of chumbawamba could have been writing like songs for pop stars you know what i mean like yeah they 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 all i mean there's there's a lifetime where sorry I, I was almost about to repeat exactly what you said, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that that like there's it's no surprise that Chumbawamba are all very talented, and I think yeah. it speaks to their dedication to their art form that they chose to absolutely not quote unquote sell out or whatever. I don't think being a songwriter is selling out, but not that, that they no. thought that their talents were better used making weird anarchist pop than actually yeah. writing actual pop music or <laughs> anything like that. I th- I think it would be a little sellouty if you like got to if you got to the position where you could become a songwriter by writing songs with lines like "I hate every pop star that I've ever met" and then becoming a pop star songwriter. That would be a little sellouty because it would be like directly contradicting like a value that you had for all of your career. But at the well, end maybe, of the day, you gotta you gotta make that money. So. Maybe they hate every <laughs> pop star just because they're not good enough. They need to build oh. the ultimate. Here we are. Here's here's my pitch. <laughs> yeah, we please. bring back Chumbawamba. Yeah, but they're all just writing songs for Miku. 
<laughs> okay. We 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 get the Chumbawamba tour, but it's Chumbawamba featuring Miku on vocals and whatever. So that way I'm they don't actually it. have to do it. We'll get like the virtual band, Gorillas backing band, like. I'm into it. Yeah, you can't have a Miku's perfect. She'll never she'll never have any controversies because she's not real. Like. Yeah. It's the yeah, ideal I pop like star. <laughs> yeah, uh, I want Chumbawamba VTubers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, haven't we? Making a VTube avatar of the Chumbawamba baby. I maybe only because maybe. <laughs> I did not know what VTubers were until like a month and a half ago and Cher explained yeah. it to me on the bus and I was like screaming. <laughs> and yeah, VTubers are pretty cool. I don't uh, cool is I not the them. cool is not I the right them. word. You know what? I just think it's great that people are just out there doing whatever the hell they want. That's my opinion. <laughs> Which I respect. Well, like there's no way you can look at that and be like this is the sign of a, a good and normal society. Like, I pay I pay a monthly subscription to watch someone pretend to be an anime girl playing video games like Yeah, yeah. Sick. That's a, it's actually funny. That's um I fucking hate this book and this author, but some of the things in it like stick out to me the fucking uh every every like white 22 year old band's favorite author david foster wallace has a long like section in his novel infinite jest which makes me fucking want to puke just saying out loud because i fucking (laughs) hate that book but there is a section in it that um where he was like talking like at length about like this technology for like you're replacing your face with a digital facsimile of it so that you can have like FaceTime calls with people or equivalent to FaceTime calls with people while not actually having to pay attention to them. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that is actually something that ended up happening. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read, so I don't have the problem of reading uh, uh, pretentious literature. That's fine. (laughs) It's, it's really, I went through this, I went through this phase in my early twenties where I was like, where I was like, um, made myself read books that i actively didn't enjoy because i felt like they were important enough to warrant that kind of energy from me and now i'm just like if i don't like a book and like the first 10 pages i'm like i'm gonna go do something else now (laughs) (laughs) anyway um oh something something we would be remiss to uh not mention uh is at the end of this song there's a bit of a reprise of pass it along like a sad like (laughs) like weepy like folksy version of it um and like i don't know it just really solidifies this thing that i've been thinking about this whole album that it feels like this weird like cabaret performance where like things are just like coming and going and like they're weird like callbacks to things earlier in the album i don't know like i just i love this album so fucking much i can't wait to get to the (laughs) wrap-up episode (laughs) we're so close yet so far away All right, uh, do you want to take it down to Chumbawamba versus the people? Yeah, let's head on over. Let's do it. Hey, we got a music video. We do. We have a, a 240p music video. Yes. I am I did not know this existed until the, um, I was looking at the show notes before we started yeah. recording. It honestly, um, it just like blows my mind how little archival, yeah. like, or archiving, uh, like record labels and pretty much anyone did. Yeah, like the early 2000s. Like, did you never think there would be a use for your music video after you aired it on TV? You no, didn't have they a didn't. disc copy saved somewhere. Like, yeah, they didn't. Because like, yeah. there there were songs about the internet on this album. Like, yeah. you didn't think the internet would be enough of a thing that you would want to put stuff on it yet. Like, I don't yeah. know. It just like not just Chumawama, but like, I was watching a fucking uh, 
Oh God, Malian and the Sons of Disaster video the other day that is officially uploaded from their record label and is still in 240p. Jesus. Like you're telling me that like you don't have any better quality video saved somewhere? It's like a professionally yeah. done video. Like, yeah, I don't know. It bums me out. It, I try. Yeah. I, I save everything I've ever done and everything I've ever liked so that nothing can yeah. ever go away. <laughs> it's it's interesting because like I think I I also think about lost media a lot and um. Like, for every one thing like this, like, the music video that's in, what is it, uh, 240p that yeah. some Chumbawamba enthusiast uploaded to YouTube in an effort to preserve it. Like, for every one thing like this, there's, like, hundreds, maybe thousands of things that are lost to time that either, like, there are no known copies of or that we, like, know don't exist anymore. And, you know, that that's that's a thing across all media, right? It's, the thi- it's a problem yeah. in, mu- in music. There's a problem in, um... It's a problem in video games. It's a problem in in film. Like it's all over the place. I mean, people are getting better at realizing that not everything is just on the internet because you think it is. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a thing. It's a thing that um is better now. But there's yeah. so much stuff from probably throughout the 20th century all the way up until I don't know, like 10 years ago. That's like just gone. Yep. You know, 10, 20 years ago. So I mean, they did just find that uh fucking what's the the shitty post-rock band oh god it's the the one with the raise your tiny fists or whatever hold on one oh uh god they did find a copy of the original like godspeed you black emperor demo and someone ripped it from cassette onto the internet like a week ago it's not good but i appreciate the fact that someone did it so yeah yeah so it is cool to see that there's still stuff being found and being documented. Absolutely it is. Even if it's bad. I do, speak of that, I literally have a, a stack of cassette tapes uh, sitting next to me that are all stuff that does not <laughs> appear to be on the internet that I have to uh, set up my ripping rig. and Because yeah. uh, who would uh, want to miss out on uh, bootleg Broadway uh, recordings from 1996? Yeah, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's All not right. my cup of tea but i'm glad to do the archival work for absolutely, it. absolutely yeah. yeah um so do we want to talk about the music video itself there's yeah. really not much going on here it's, i mean uh, it is the generic like yeah 2000s uh we gave you 400 dollars to shoot a music video so you're gonna do it in a white room yeah and there's gonna be a few wacky camera angles and that's uh that's all we got budget for and you get a couple of props yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny. Like, I don't know. I think it's just really funny seeing all this evidence that the record label had just completely fucking given up on this band yep. and just wanted to do the bare minimum for them. Um, at, the, at the same time, I feel like this was like a popular style of music video, whether it is for the discounted. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like the like the oh, we're all in the same room, but it's shot on like four different lenses, and then we all come together. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know exactly which one, but I'm sure you could find like a dozen music videos that fit a very similar ilk. Yeah. It's really funny watching this in 240p and just yeah. remembering that, like, this is what every video on the internet used to look like. I was mostly joking when I said 240p. <laughs> I knew it was a bad rep, like, rip, and then I looked at it, it is actually, it is in actually 240p. 240p, yeah. <laughs> Um, I got a comment here, uh, that kind of fits along with, um, what we were saying that says, I finally found this song. The last time I heard it was, I was about nine years old. I'm 27. This makes me very happy. Like, yeah, 
you know it's like a kind of a very obscure song that unless you're a freak like us like you might not remember was chumbawamba you might not remember anything about it besides like maybe getting the the melody stuck in your head from yeah. time to time or something yeah. especially like if you like had just heard this song once and so it was like chumbawamba and you listen to tough thumper and we're like nah, i don't think it's this band this sounds yeah, nothing yeah. like that like yeah <laughs> actually there's a lot of people there's a lot of people who are saying things like that just like i can't believe i finally found this song wow yeah oh and the music video version is slightly different than the album version um, of course it's, it is. It's so not fucking like, course it is. <laughs> it's not like it's not as drastic of a difference than uh the the homophobia difference, but it wouldn't be Chumbawamba if they released the same song twice on two different. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I also included a link to the live uh, performance oh, of yeah. this from Dusseldorf. Um, uploaded by a friend of the show, a uh, Hupple Plop, uh, fourteen eighty four, and such I just, a good version of the song. It's so funny, but I just want to look at one comment there that follows up with yours, where it says, "I've been searching for this song dot 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 since dot 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 dot," and then that's it. There's no, <laughs> there's no since when. <laughs> they, they, it's been so long that they drifted off. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got another comment here from Bobby Shafto six years ago who wrote wonderful band this lot even better quote-unquote live always great gigs <laughs> i just love that i, I yeah. love boomers misusing quotation marks same the uh this this version of the song the live one the ooh are so good oh, because they're so, so fucking british sounding yeah 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 like the ooh ooh love I, it i don't know i love i love it <laughs> i love this uh, this yeah. uh there's this also uh, a comment here that I did mention earlier in the episode that says, I interviewed Boff about this yes. a few weeks ago. They're the coolest, funniest, wittiest people I could imagine. Anarchy is what brings them together. It makes Chumbawamba so cool. I, I asked if the song is about Paris Hill, and he said it is about that whole genre of total prats that have never worked a day in their lives. There is so much more to Chumbawamba than anyone thought. What you get is more than what you see. And that was <laughs> from uh, Jakuz Hinks 12 years ago. Hell so, yeah! Thank you for your good work, Jakuz. That's kind of the whole. That's kind of the whole uh, thing of this uh, of this album, isn't it? Of yeah. this podcast, I mean, isn't it? There's so much more to this band than anyone would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to highlight that there that this song is uh, apparently uh, across the globe a sensation. I there's a comment here in Japanese that just says a great song. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. Agreed. I'm going to translate this person's username. I hope it's nothing weird. Let's find out. Actually, I kind of yeah. hope it is something it's, weird. It's uh, Alice Nutter Foot Fan. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you take that back right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, Zero Crown Crown is their name. And they have an upload. Their YouTube channel. Oh, this is kind of cute. Their YouTube channel appears to be exclusively devoted to videos of their chinchilla. Oh. <laughs> Very sweet. Yeah. You go, Zero Crown Crown. <laughs> Oh, man. There's a, oh, fuck, where was it? Hold on, I just had a good one. I feel like like the YouTube comments always slip through my fucking fingers. Okay, yeah. it's uh, this is from SEO Specialista, a copywriter, Daniel Baranek, two weeks ago, who says, But I'll hate you for free, dash, JJ, bomba, crying laughing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. 
Wow, there are actually a lot of uh, Japanese comments here. I'm glad that the Triple Mama had a big have... had a big Japanese yeah. fan base. There's I also spent... a comment here in Korean. Oh, spent says, a lot uh... of money importing Triple Mama stuff from Japan back when I had money. <laughs> <gasps> Hokusan brought me here. What is Who's that? Hokusan? I cannot find. Is that the Hocus Pocus uh, Comic Con? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to believe that that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> there's there's also a comment on the music video. Uh, Annie and Jelly wrote one year ago. Ama llama llama llama. Well, okay, very good. Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone wrote the offspring. <laughs> There's a there's another. Did you read the one in Korean that just says "best" on the on the live video? Uh, no. Okay. There's another comment in Korean where it just says in Korean "best" and then four thumbs up. So hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh okay. Here's here's some here's a juicy one. On the music video, uh, so we have a Chumbawamba hater. Seven years ago, Geargor Hilly said, I read somewhere that the way they came up with the name Chumbawamba was apparently from a word that was typed out by a monkey during one of those infinite typing away on a typewriter experiments. That's the first time I've heard that one. I'm guessing that's the way they came up with their lyrics, too. Wow, Geigor, Gergor, you really fucking got him. And then it's just people fucking roasting roasting this person in the comments. You obviously don't understand the lyrics then. <laughs> and then, oh, but wait, there's someone firing yeah. back. Bum, bum, he does bum. their shit. <laughs> uh, and then, bless you, uh, Sam, the the Chumbawamba defender, uh, wrote back, bless you, you need to educate yourself. And then there's a bunch of asterisks, so I like to think that they're cussing at each other. <laughs> Either that or they, they posted like their home address and needed to censor it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, got some right, good Teddy. ones today. After yeah. after a, a little bit of a uh, a desert, we're we're back in the game of insane YouTubers. Yeah, I can tell that we've got like a good amount of like actual stuff to talk about because we're like a normal amount of the way through the episode and not um <laughs> and we haven't been talking about we haven't like, talked about anything <laughs> insane. We didn't pitch any of our too uh, insane yet yeah. multi level marketing schemes. <laughs> We didn't talk about dog fighting. Yeah, not yet. Not There's yet. There's still time. There is still time. The leftism segment is about how dog fighting is good for the environment. <laughs> but <laughs> oh god, don't right. don't do this. To do me. you have any final thoughts, Nat, on dog <laughs> uh, fighting yeah. or dog fighting? That's it. That's the only thing I want your opinion on. I I think it's really funny that. Um, do you think they... dog fighting is funny? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's me. Dude, cut, cut this out of yeah, the podcast and I'm put going it on, to. and put it on fucking YouTube. You're, you're be getting like, canceled. You won't believe what this podcast host yeah. said. Um, I think it's really funny that they have like this dog theme in the album art, and they took a sample from something called a Barker Channel. That really tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for the song, I don't know. It's pretty good. I. I really, it's funny. It's a funny song. I don't know. Like, Chumbawamba is one of the few bands that, like, can make me laugh when I'm listening to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's nice. They, like, cover so many moods in their music. Like, 
like really serious stuff really cheeky stuff like and then there's just stuff that's like kind of goofy and funny and you know the way that they kind of do this as a send-up slash tribute to like do wop music and parts is really fun i don't know it's a really really t- solid song that i enjoy listening to how about you teddy um, I think dogfighting is abhorrent, and I don't know why you would defend it. But um, besides that, um, I, I do think that this track is very good, and I think it is probably the most insane choice for a single, especially yeah, tied in with it's the up there. Uh, passenger list uh, B-side. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this is one that I would like go out of my way to listen to, because doo-wop is kind of a lot of things I hate about music, but I do appreciate <laughs> it from a uh, an academic standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> academic <laughs> yeah that's what we are we are academics you're right yeah. chumbawamba scholars yeah. i mean i i don't know have it has anyone on the planet done more research into chumbawamba than we have i hope so because Probably. we haven't done we a don't lot do that much. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like has anyone on the planet spent as much time talking about chumbawamba as we have Probably not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not maybe the members of chumbawamba maybe the members of chumbawamba <laughs> Although Alice did say in her very nice tweet that we yeah. know Chumbawamba better than they do. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's a solid one. What would you rate it, Teddy? Uh, I'm going to give it an, oh my God, I finally found it. I love this song, man. It reminds me of the good times, you know, out of, I finally found this song. The last time I heard it, I was nine years old. I'm 27. This makes me very happy. Amazing. How about you? <laughs> I'm going to give it a third round KO um, in the dog fighting arena. <laughs> Derek Dog versus the Poodle on the single cover art. I think Derek Dog's got this one in the bag. Oh, he absolutely does. Derek Dog's <laughs> going to fuck that Poodle up. <laughs> All right. All right, Teddy, you want to take us down to leftism of the week? Yeah. So for today's leftism, we're going to be talking about a quote that Joe Biden uh, gave today which was one year ago, I told this group that Joe is going to fight for community college. Joe Biden told the group Monday, but Joe has also had to make compromises. Congress hasn't passed the build back better agenda yet. And community college Uh. is no longer a part of that package. So I try really hard to not make the leftism segment, just us like beating up on the fucking Democrats because it's like shooting fish in a barrel. But, like, it honestly blows my mind at how many campaign promises Joe Biden has gone back on yeah, while it's having pretty, a yeah. Democratic Congress and Senate. It's pretty funny when it's, you, like, it's got it's gotten to the point where it's, it's funny. It's really, me, like, I know? knew Joe Biden was going to be a bad president. Like, he yeah. is, like, laughably bad. Yeah, like, you yeah. have to do really bad to make Donald Trump look good. Yeah, and right. he has managed to make Donald Trump look like a fucking shining star. Yeah, because Donald Trump gave me a lot of money and Joe Biden yeah. has given me no money. And that yeah. is all I and most fucking people in this country care about. It's not that hard. Like, I don't I'm not a fucking political analyst because I would shoot myself. But yeah, like the Build Back Better bill has been constantly being whittled away for fucking like months at this point. And by the time yeah. it passes, it's going to be a bunch of money for cops and bailout for big businesses. Yeah, and there probably might, a yeah. big a big jet for the military as well (laughs) and and there there might be a few things that will help people down the line like i'm not going to say that like infrastructure spending isn't important but the things that people remember aren't oh you gave 3.2 million dollars to my state to increase our like 
revenue for fucking like trains or whatever. They're remembering, yeah. oh, I can go to community college or oh, I have healthcare all of a sudden or oh, you took away my student loans. It's all the easiest things to fucking do that yeah. have probably a one of the lower costs out of this plan and b one of the biggest effects for having people fucking be able to actually see the tangible change in them. Yep. So it blows my mind that the Democrats don't do this, but then I always have to remind myself that they don't want to win and that they don't actually want to do anything that makes your life or my life better. Yeah. So with that in mind, the Democrats are doing a wonderful job, and I look forward to campaigning for Hillary in 2024. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the uh, finally in 2024, we're going to officially endorse a specific presidential candidate. If, you know. if Hillary <laughs> runs in 2024, I will campaign for her. Because I am at heart an accelerationist, and that is the worst possible move for this country. There is no way that any one of the fucking Republican ghouls would be worse for the long-term effect of this country than having the most hated person in this fucking country like be, be the president. So I can't wait. I, I will be wait. out there you know, with, with my fucking bows on. I've got yeah. my... I was drinking out of my, my Mount Nasty mug yesterday with her and RBG yeah. on it. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm going full live you know, in 2024. It's, it's, it's funny because we're um, we're coming up on that time, right? Yeah. 2024 election. Like, the election cycles uh, nowadays, like, usually begin, like, around 18 months before yeah. the actual elections. Like, we're not that far away from no. people starting to throw their hats in the ring. So it's like, oh, man, it feels like we just finished. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's also part of why this country is so inefficient is that we spend so much time and money yeah. talking yeah. about what's going to happen instead of actually doing any of the things oh, yeah. that need to be done. It's like why... the eternal promise. Yeah. Like, like politics are the eternal promise machine where like nothing really happens, though, no. because they like even like even if you are someone who is joining the system with like good intentions of like trying to push through good shit in it like you just end up spending more than half of your job like trying to raise money and like campaign to get reelected yeah so it's like <laughs> in the best case scenario it's an inefficient system yeah. and in the worst case scenario which i think is closer to what we actually have it's just a bunch of people who are like like have figured out how to rig the system to get paid a lot of money to do like next to nothing for yeah. anyone. <laughs> and I, and I do respect the grift at a certain degree as someone I do. who does not to like certain, doing work. Yeah. But it's like, it's like in survivor when someone votes you out. <laughs> and, and yeah. Sometimes someone will get voted out by like their closest alliance and that's called a blind side. And sometimes people will get really mad at it. And other times people will be like, you know what? I respect the game. That was a good play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about survivor. I was watching survivor while doing my laundry before we started recording. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I love the ways that like our, our own personal lives slowly like work their way into our show. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the little bits. <laughs> oh God. I don't think I haven't been doing anything that insane that I can mention on the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's always next week. Yeah, next week. Oh, well, next week I'll complain about my new job, I'm sure. As, yeah, yeah, as... yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on that note, I guess uh, the next step to get to next week will be to wrap up. So yeah. thank you very much, as always, folks, for listening to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. The music you heard in this episode was She's Got All the Friends That Money Can Buy by Chumbawamba. Uh, from the album, What You See Is What You Get, WYSIWYG, Wuzzy Wuggy, ba 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 ba. I'm running out of funny different ways to say the name of the album. Uh, we do not have the rights. We will never have the rights. EMI 
doesn't want the rights. So, you know what? Fuck it. We do have the rights now. I'm, 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 I'm state. I'm declaring squatters rights on this (laughs) song. (laughs) Squatters rights would be a very funny bit if you were able to do it for like, uh, intellectual property. Yeah. Yeah. And if there was a rule where if you like tweeted, like I own this and no one was like, uh, uh, you were good. Like not to, not to, not to bring this topic up, but isn't that kind of what an NFT is? No. <laughs> Even in the most brain dead way of thinking about NFTs, I don't think I don't think your bit works here. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's my a- my bit is gonna be someone who like no, never mind. That's not a very funny bit. I was just gonna be like, I'm gonna be someone who doesn't understand NFTs. And I'm like, that's not really a bit. Like, yeah, that's just like everybody on Twitter. That's just kind of I'm everyone, not defending yeah. NFTs before anyone gets mad at me. But there's a difference between defending and having, like, a baseline understanding of them. And no one, everyone who, like, gets mad at people for owning NFTs is mostly correct, but goes about it in the dumbest and most annoying ways possible. Right, because they don't actually know why they're bad. (laughs) As with most people who get mad about things on the internet. But that's that's a topic for a different podcast. Uh, So you can catch me on uh, my NFT talk show, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Minion Cast. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Chimbology Rocks. You can send us an email at ChimbologyPod at gmail.com. You can go to our Patreon at Chimbology.com slash... You can go to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Chimbology, where we will upload something very soon, I promise. Natalie is getting settled in, and uh, then we will be uh, cranking out the content for, for all of you. I think we're going to do the Triscuit episode. I want to do the Triscuit episode I really want to so do the bad. Triscuit episode. I mostly just want to eat a bunch of Triscuits. I just want to eat a bunch of Triscuits yeah. and hang out with you. That's yeah. kind of my, my main thing right yeah. now. <laughs> We're going to do it with your, on your dime, our little pay piggies. Um, if you want to listen to me get brain damage, you can listen to Minion Cast by going to Minion Zone. Um, I think that's my only actual plug. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't do, I mean, yeah, Minion Cast, listen to Minion it. Cast. Listen that'll, to that'll it. be on soon. I It'll really be... want to be on Minion Cast. What are you doing on Wednesday? Uh, probably nothing. You should come on Minion Cast, but you have to All pretend. Right. You have to pretend to be Felix because Felix won't be here this week. <laughs> yeah, after I finish work, I'm doing nothing. Is it okay. Wednesday your first day of your new job? Yeah, that's really funny that you're gonna go like be an adult with like a job and then come home and do fucking Minion Cast. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll double. I'll double check with the other minions, but I, I can't imagine they'll have an issue. <laughs> Well, all right. I guess that's uh, I guess that's all I've yeah. got for we'll you. See, we'll this see week, you on folks. Wednesday. Now you legally have to listen to Minion Cast if Natalie's on it. <laughs> yeah. If uh, listen, we will be. Um, There'll we'll be a be crossover. Pay- yeah, you won't We're understand be... next week's episode unless you listen. to <laughs> yeah. We'll be pay gating our um, or paywalling uh, our next episode, but it won't be like you have to pay money to listen to it. You have to answer a ten part multiple choice que- um, quiz about the episode of Minion Cast that yeah. I'm going to be on. Either that or you have to take an IQ test and uh, score <laughs> under a certain amount of points, which yeah. proves that we gave you brain damage. It proves that your brain is damaged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. But I'll hate you for free. Hate you for free.